Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. WRKS Pickens Jackson. It's all coming back from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. And there it comes again. Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. What is that? What is that? The Zone. The Out of Bounds Show, live from the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Bet $50 here. Play Dancing Rabbit Golf Club for $30. The show is brought to you by the amazing stakes at Kessel Prime and the Renaissance. We welcome in Steve Robertson to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, 247 Sports, Jeans Page, and Steve, uh, Mississippi State at Arkansas. Arnett and the crew looking for their first conference win. Uh, do you expect Will Rogers to play this weekend? Yeah, I'd say probably not. I think it's going to be Mike Wright. And, uh, you know, I don't know how long this thing would linger with Will. But, um, you know, I, I do know that uh, he has gone through some practice activities this week. But uh, I don't, you know, again, you can talk yourself into anything if you talk to enough people, but uh, I, I think they're just going to be safe with him, and I think they're going to prepare Mike Wright as the starter, and uh, that's not foreign territory to him. It's not like he's some freshman or some junior college kid that you're just trying to uh, you know, figure out if you can form some semblance of an offense with. I mean, Mike obviously has some SEC starts and SEC wins under his belt, so uh, as far as preparation goes, he's going to be good to go in that aspect, but I, I, I do expect it to be Mike, and uh, I know they've been very coy, but also, too, very respectful of Will, but I think most people are expecting Mike to take the first snap under center and probably handle it most of the way. Boy, how unfortunate is it that, that Wright doesn't have another 50 to 60 snaps under his belt uh, when, when there's been all sorts of opportunities to do that now that he could be the starter for one week, two weeks, or three weeks, Steve? Well, I mean, that's all part of it. But also, too, you think about, you know, if Will is 2B1, you know, him working within the framework of a new offense, uh, trying to find some chemistry and cohesion, I mean, that kind of makes sense. But, uh, you know, I think there's a big part of this, and we've talked about it on your show several times. State's underutilized, Mike, right? Not, it's Western Michigan, but, uh, you know, he got his most extensive action of the season against them 
uh, and put the ball in the end zone and uh, led some scoring drives. Of course, you had the one to miss field goal there, but uh, you know, it's a different brand of offense with Mike under center. It is. I mean, you're not going to stretch the field. Uh, it's going to be a lot more of the intermediate passing game, kind of RPO stuff. And so I, I think, and the Sam Pittman has said as much this week, is you know, that's really kind of the danger. Uh, when you put Mike right in the game, the offensive concepts in many respects change. So you have to prepare for both. Because uh, you, you, what, what if you do if you, oh, well, they're going to run Mike right out here and run this RPO stuff. And then Will Rogers runs out of the tunnel, you know. So as a coach, you've got to prepare for everything. And I think the, the good thing is, is that Mike Wright has done enough this year when he's been on the field to kind of make people a little bit uncomfortable. Steve Robertson talking Hell State football. They're looking for their first conference win this weekend against Arkansas. It's the Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary game with an 11 a.m. kick. Steve will be there. Steve, Woody Marks, is he ready to go? Yeah, that's that's probably a tight-lipped secret. I mean, I know Woody wants to play, you know, and Woody always wants to play. Woody never wants to come out of the game. But, um, you know, we just don't know. I mean, he went down on kind of a twisted leg-type tackle. You don't really know if it's the ankle. It's kind of been an issue this year or you know, could it be, you know, a strained meniscus, something like that? You, know, you hate to speculate, but uh, I think State probably has enough to go out there depth-wise at the running back position uh, and, and and potentially win this game without Woody Marks. But uh, I think your prospects of winning go up considerably if he's good to go. I just don't know at this point. But, uh, you know, Jeffrey Pittman, of course, has shown some explosiveness and uh, of course, Lee has and Davis has. And so I think they've got the depth. The way the offensive line has played recently within the run game, uh, to go out there and make this thing awfully interesting. Steve Robertson talking MSU football. Justin Robinson, what's the latest on his injury? Wide receiver who they thought would have a big year. But, um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Steve, he just hasn't played that much. Well, he hadn't, and he's been banged up. And, uh, you know, I was told he could have played last week against Western Michigan, uh, and maybe that was the right decision not to push him back out there. He's had two weeks to prepare and, and kind of heal up again. And, uh, yeah, you're right that we expected him to kind of be the go-to guy, the, the guy that you could get paired up outside the numbers and man coverage, and, and he could use that incredible catch radius to make some plays for you. But, you know, as they say, the best ability is availability, and he just hadn't been available. And, and so hopefully he's ready to go this week. I haven't heard anything that suggests he won't be ready to go this week. Uh, but that may be another element of the offense that you haven't seen much uh, just because of the fact he's been, been banged up all year. Okay. Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the football. I'm trying to find positives here, but I just said defensive side of the football, and they're on course to having the worst defense they've had in the modern era. Um, what can Brock and Arnett – what could they have done in the last two weeks as far as, well, any level of the defense? Because when they when they blitz the linebackers, they don't get there, so they get chewed up in the intermediate passing game. But they really haven't covered people over the top either, Steve. So what what's the solution here for them to, uh, to maybe have a big day in Fayetteville on the defensive side of the football? Well, the first thing is you got to get some guys back, and it does appear they will get a couple guys back. Now, of course, uh, you know Calvin Dinkins. You know we do expect him back at some point. We don't expect him this weekend, uh, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. But it does appear that you know maybe Demonte Russell is able to play this week. But I, I think one of the things you have to do, especially, and we, I've talked to Zach about this multiple times in the time he's been here at Mississippi State, 
you got to have some opponent-specific fire, right? I mean, you got to have some things you know, based on their alignment, the things they want to do, you know, within their comfort zone to make them uncomfortable. I think with two weeks, you know, you probably change some of your pressures a little bit. And I asked him specifically about that last week, and he looked at me like I was speaking French. But uh, I, I know there will be some things to be dialed up specifically for what Arkansas does. And if you keep just sending Buki and uh, you know, and Jet back to the A and B gap with this offensive line that is a very good one for Arkansas. You know, they've had some struggles, but the reality of it is, is that Sam Pittman is an offensive line coach. It's where his pedigree is. They're going to be prepared for that. So I think you've got to show some things that maybe you hadn't shown a lot of. And yeah, I, I go back and watch some of these games. I can't remember the time that, you know, State really brought true pressure, like out of the slot, right, or, or on a corner blitz. And I understand that exposes some people out there, but I think State's got to go out there and dictate terms and, You've got to make KJ uncomfortable. And listen, we're all fans of KJ Jefferson. I mean, he's a native Mississippian, and you, you look at how well he's done at Arkansas. But I, I think you've got to do some things that make him uncomfortable, and, and maybe give him some different looks, coverage-wise, to maybe force him into some mistakes. Because he's proven, as talented as he is, he will give you the football. All right. Uh, so there, there you go. Arkansas's not that good. They're. They're a solid, salty team with a good quarterback. Is that fair enough, Steve? Well, they're two and five. You know, and that's the thing we, we always talk about. Well, you know, most of these losses have been within the score. And, yes, that's absolutely noteworthy. But they, they count the same, right? And your record is what you say it is. You know, there's no moral victories, no matter how you look at it. I know it, it, when, you're, when you're playing them, you say, well, you know, these guys played Alabama within three. Well, they typically play Alabama pretty tough under Sam Pittman. Sam always finds a way to get those guys up. But, you know, they're 2-5. and five. They're playing an 11 a.m. game. They've been away from their home crowd for over a month now. So you got to wonder how much of an investment are the fans going to make that day. I mean, you know you know how it is. You know, it's Dave Mo Miss, 11 a.m. kicks, even the truest of the true. They're a little reluctant to come to that ball game. But I think there's probably some pent-up demand. I do think it'll be a good crowd. But I think if you're State, and I wrote about this earlier this week, the last five years, you know, usually the team that wins the first quarter wins the game. You know, last year State gets up fourteen nothing. The year before Arkansas up ten nothing. So State has to start fast and and maybe get those Arkansas fans that do elect to come out and, and attend the ball game, get them sitting on their hands a little bit. I, I think that's a, a key component of this. If State goes out there and loses the first, it's going to be a very miserable conversation for you and I on Monday. All right, we're going to leave it there. We may get Steve again um, this week, but Steve Robertson, thank you, man. Jeanspage.com. 247 Sports. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. The Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We're going to go back-to-back here. Back-to-back. Nathan King, host of the Auburn Undercover Podcast and writer for 247 Sports for Auburn, will join us. You know what I find interesting? It's almost like there's more complaining about the offense than the defense. And the defense is is not even in the top 100 in defensive scoring efficiency. They've been god-awful. Auburn insider Nathan King coming up next. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, the show is brought to you by Went McGee, the mortgage man, mortgagemans.com. Go ahead and get qualified before you jump in to the market on a condo or a home, mortgagemans.com, Bank of England. We are the Out of Bounds Show, driven by your next Ford F-150, Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Mack Hike Ford, that's where you want to go to grab your next Ford F-150. Uh, we welcome in... Uh, Auburn insider Nathan King to the show and uh, host of Auburn Undercover Podcast, writer for 247 Sports. This is a big one down on the Plains. Ole Miss at Auburn this weekend. And I thought Auburn was playing well, and then they come out of the bye and they no-shit against LSU. I'm not sure that's who they are, but I was surprised that they – they didn't play, you know, better than they did. Nathan, good morning. Welcome in. How surprised were you? Not that Auburn lost, but that they laid an egg coming out of a bye against LSU last weekend. Yeah, appreciate y'all having me. I mean, you're you're exactly right. That was where the where the surprise was because I mean, if you had told me before the season, hey, Auburn's going to be zero and three after going to College Station, hosting the number one team in the country, and then going to LSU. I don't know if anybody argued with that. I don't know if anybody with a with a good head on their shoulders predicted a win for Auburn in any of those games. Um, so that's obviously not the not the issue. The issue was, look, they played really well against Georgia. They made it a four-quarter game against the number one team in the country. They felt like they improved in a lot of areas in that game. And then it felt like it was a perfectly timed bye week. It's like, okay, you got improvement on both sides of the ball. You're getting a little healthier. Sure, there's another tough task coming up at LSU but maybe you can sort of hone in on those improvements during your week off. Um, the the start to the game, I mean, is basically what did them in. That's what players and coaches have said. Obviously, it, it, it threw off not only their their scripts and their game plans when they were down 17 nothing in the first quarter, but um, you know, Hugh, Hugh Free said it made them just look like zombies on the sideline, and that was that's the huge concern. The way they started this game after a bye week, when you have two pre snap penalties on the first two drives, you have a bad snap on the third play of the game and you go three and out two times to open up the game all of a sudden you're in a 17 nothing hole it's just not it was sort of discouraging i think was was the best word to describe it now 
everything in college football happens in a one-week vacuum. We learned sure. that when Auburn went to College Station, and they didn't score a touchdown on offense, and then they came home the next week and almost beat the number one team in the country. So, I mean, you can definitely change, especially when you come to your home field. I would expect them to play better against Ole Miss. I would expect them to use that Jordan Hare crowd to be able to get back into the swing of things. But at the same time, I'm still in a in a prove it mode with this offense because I expected them to be much better against LSU, and, and they definitely were not. No, they weren't. Um, okay, Nathan King, uh, Auburn Undercover Podcast. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. What are your what are your expectations this week from the offense? Peyton Thorne or Robbie Ashford or a combination of the two, Nathan? It's it's going to continue to be a combination of the two, and I would not be surprised if Robbie Ashford continues to get more actual drive work. You know, early on in the season, he was just a red zone option. Um, and I say just because not not as a, any sort of derogatory. I mean, he, he's spectacular in that because he's such a, you know, he's such a good runner. Ole Miss fans saw that last year in that game he's obviously capable of doing that you've seen over the past couple games though i mean you've now had two straight sec road games for auburn against texas a&m and against lsu where peyton thorne was i mean benched is not the right word but anytime you send your starting quarterback to the sideline for a couple drives and you give another guy an opportunity um that guy you know is going to try to make the most of it and and certainly it is concerning for the starting quarterback and so i would think that's going to continue this week peyton thorne is still their starter um, I kind of said heading into the LSU game, I thought he was going to need to be the main reason for them losing a game, like the the sole reason in order to get benched. I mean, he wasn't the reason they lost against LSU. There's a lot of issues in this passing game, but he certainly has been a lot less efficient than they had hoped. And so I, I would think Ole Miss has to prepare for both quarterbacks. And, you know, if Robbie – I mean, I don't think Robbie Ashford's going to start this game. I think it's still going to be Peyton Thorne. That being said, if Hugh Freeze says this week, look, Peyton, it's not working, and we're going to kind of flip the roles here and let Robbie do most of the offense and let you come in and have a couple drives, I would not be super surprised at that result because, you know, I think Thorne is a little bit more polished of a passer. But when Ashford's in the game, he's a little bit more of a gamer. I think the defense just is a little bit more concerned about – what he can do with the ball, I think it maybe opens up things a little bit better for the offense. And so, but it doesn't all you know, it doesn't all fall on the quarterbacks. This has been an RPO system for this offense, you know, that it just hasn't clicked all season in in pretty much every facet. It is nowhere near where they want it to be at midseason um, with with pretty much you know pretty bad execution. I would say, um, in in it's kind of on a systemic level. I mean, they they this is their system. This is their offensive plan. They're not going to change it in the middle of a season, yet at the same time their their fifth-year quarterback can't run it very well and they don't have a lot of playmakers at receiver. Wow. Okay, Auburn insider Nathan King on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. However, it is a challenge to play at night on the Plains, you know, Jordan-Hare Stadium, all that. Um, Jackson Dart's playing great football. When you look at this matchup between Kiffin and the Auburn defense – what what is the number? What's the number one thing that jumps out at you, Nathan? Yeah, this is a matchup that has been played before between Kiffin and uh, Auburn defensive coordinator Ron Roberts. He was there at Baylor um, when Ole Miss went to the Sugar Bowl in 2021. Of course, Matt Corral was hurt in that game. That that was not necessarily a um, accurate you know, indication of what that Ole Miss offense can do, but Kiffin had a lot of great things to say this week about the ability for Roberts to game plan. And look, this was an Auburn defense that I think performed above expectations 
until the LSU game. And you know what? That's going to I mean, it happened to Ole Miss, too. Ole Miss feels like they've got a good defense this year, and Ole Miss threw it around the yard, or LSU threw it around the yard. So, I mean, I don't necessarily know if last week is uh, is the most accurate picture of where this Auburn defense is. I think this is a pretty solid defense on all three levels, and I do think they'll play better at home. Yeah, I mean, Jackson Dart is obviously playing really good football this year. He has certainly made it to where there's no question. You know, Ole Miss brought in a bunch of quarterbacks, but he's made it no question that he is the guy um, for this offense. I think trying to make Ole Miss one-dimensional, that's much easier said than done. Um, but, you know, they run so much read stuff at the line of scrimmage. You know, so much of that run game is read-based at the line of scrimmage. Alignment and assignment have been the two words that Hugh Freeze has brought up a lot this season. Talking about the defense's issues, you, you can't have that against Ole Miss. I mean, if they get you out of position or they're able to oh, read man. you being out of position, I mean, I, I love that little pitch-read play they run with Judkins and, and Jackson Dart. I mean, that's, that's the crux of that entire offense, trying to catch people out of position. They have yet, though, I, I will say, until LSU, and I wouldn't expect Ole Miss to just run all over them in Jordan-Hare. Before that LSU game, nobody really overwhelmed them. You know, Georgia and Brock Bowers at the end of the game kind of pulled away. Um, you know, Texas A&M kind of late in the third quarter when Auburn's offense wasn't doing anything and the defense was tired, were able to pull away. But kind of in the first half of games, into the third quarter, of every Power 5 opponent this season – They've held up pretty nicely and executed pretty well. I would expect that to be the case, even though Ole Miss has a high-powered offense. I just think so much of it goes back to Auburn's offense. Look, I mean, holding Ole Miss to 31 points Saturday, you've got to live with that, and your offense has to go out there and outscore them. So, I mean, I think this defense is going to have a relatively good game relative to how good Ole Miss's offense is. Again, if you, if you hold Ole Miss to 31 or 34 points in your, in your home building, you, you've got to go out there, and, and your offense has to go win that game. We'll leave it there. Nathan King, Auburn Undercover Podcast, also 247 Sports. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Ole Miss is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Auburn on the road. Nathan, thanks so much, buddy. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good week. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Good morning. We're live from the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Bet $50 here. Play award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club for $30. Bet 50, play 30. Bet 50, play 30. Powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. And award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Bulldog Burger in Starville. And Bulldog Burger in Tupelo. They've got the outdoor areas. Weather's perfect. Enjoy lunch, late afternoon beer, or dinner at Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. SEC Insider hit next. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Your SEC Insider Hit is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Tom Luganbill, good morning. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. What did you do? Who did you piss off today? Well, here's what I did. Um, I don't have anything against any of these coaches. However, um, I'm in business and I look at it from a business perspective. And if for some, and I'm not hoping this happens, but if Zach Arnett doesn't um, find two conference wins, then there's a good possibility that uh, MSU will move off of him after the Golden Egg game Thanksgiving weekend. Well, I go to the message boards because that's what I do for a living. I mean, not like for hours a day, but I see what Mississippi State and Ole Miss fans and so on are talking about, and Jeff Levy keeps popping up. And you actually know Jeff Levy, and I don't, but I know this. Um, Jeff Levy, four or five years from now, may need to be a head coach somewhere. Um, Today, he does not. And there are sitting um, G5 coaches that have been running programs that would be um, a much better um, offer, job offer, and potentially winning at Starville, Mississippi, which is a difficult place to win. So I laid it all out. I said, look, uh, I like guys that play uphill to come in to Mississippi State and Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Arkansas to win. Oklahoma faces one top 30 recruiter this year, and that's Texas. It's almost a push, as you know, being head of recruiting for ESPN. Mississippi State plays eight top 30 recruiters. So you either need to, your you-know-what either knows, has to know how to play uphill, or you will not win in Starkville and Oxford and Fayetteville and towns like that. There, that's my take, Tom Luganville. I don't, why is that considered overly hot? Thank you. Thank you. I, it's tough jobs, man. It, like it, they're that it, it's what you're competing against in conference, the division that you're in. Um, you know, getting to Starkville is not necessarily easy. Um, I think that it's actually a really, really cool place because the environment on game day is awesome. Um, one of the loudest, if not the loudest, when they get those cowbells going, places I've ever broadcasted a game from. Um, I just think it's a job where it takes a bit of uniqueness. It takes a little bit of a different approach. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to require um, some quirkiness maybe when it, when it comes. Like, like, for example, um, and I'm not saying this is the guy that you'd go get and what you do, but like somebody that does something like Jamie Chadwell yes. offensively did at Coastal and is doing now, with, I think they're undefeated at Liberty. You know, that type of thing is kind of what that school needs. I love where you just went because I call Jamie Chadwell the Kyle Shanahan of college football because of all his cool running game concepts. And, you know, it's just it's freaky and weird and successful. Uh, That's the kind of guy, Jeff Trailer at UT San Antonio. And then I also look to identify another guy if I was the AD. And that's somebody who's been hit in the mouth, um, but wasn't was far from bad, but has run a power five program and is now at a G five program and trying to, you know, kind of rehab stint and get back. And like a Tom Herman, Tom Luganville. 
Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I, I totally see that. I, I There's a lot of really good football coaches that, that are out there that could fit if you're if you're not – if you're not closing yourself off to saying, well, we got to have this guy who's at this level already. Right. Right. Like you have to be willing to sit there and say, Lance Leipold's one of the best football coaches in college football. I don't care what level it's at. So you know what? We're going to go get him. Right. Just like Kansas did. Right. I mean, you, you have to be willing to, to make those leaps and make those jumps and have some conviction. I think what happens too often nowadays, uh, Bo is, we're so involved with hiring a, or hiring a search firm and we're, we're, we're relying on people that don't have a horse in the race to go out and find you your quote-unquote ideal candidate or your best option. Whereas if I'm an athletic director, don't I want to do all that background on my own because I'm responsible for it? Well, at least some. I would not allow Parker or any of the other firms to do all of the heavy lifting. I know where you're going there. And mm-hmm. um and and Lance Leopold, you know, he would be if you could go get him, um he would be on my short list too, along with Jeff Trailer and Jamie Chadwell and Tom Herman and, and some other guy. Oh, you, you're right though. Um there are some excellent, excellent coaches at the G5 level, and even at the Power 5 level that aren't at, uh, you know, marquee programs yet. May win their way there, but... Look at Chris Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. He's a freak. He's he's an absolute... You talk about a marriage made in heaven. I mean, Kansas State is literally the North Dakota State of of the Power 5. It was the perfect hire. Yes. There's no question about it. Look at some of these coaches. Look at some of these coaches in the the Sun Belt. How about the guy at James Madison? Oh. By, the way, the NC, who the, by the way, the NCAA is royally screwing that program. What if they go undefeated and they're told that they can't play in the New Year's Six Bowl game because they're in the quote-unquote second transition year? Do you oh. know they appealed the NCAA no. for that and they denied it? I didn't. No. So the NCAA has this two-year transition period, and I get it. I understand at the core of why they have it is to make sure that you are, you know, you're financially sustainable and you're financially viable to be able to not only fund your own program, but fund the other sports. And it, it's meant to make sure that you incrementally reach a couple of certain standards. The problem is, is a program like James Madison had been preparing for this for the last eight to 10 years. They've already got the infrastructure. They're already financially sustainable. They're already resourced to be able to, to hang. Hell, they came into the FBS last year, went eight and three. And now, now they're undefeated, and they went for an appeal to the NCAA to say, hey, can we please get out of this last year because we should be able to go to a bowl. We should be able to compete for a New Year's Six Bowl game. And the NCAA told them no. So now you have all of these kids and all of these coaches who are going to be told they can't play in a bowl game. And, oh, by the way, if you can't play in a bowl game, guess what you're not eligible for? Bowl revenue. They're also oh. not eligible they're also not eligible for conference bowl revenue, and they're not eligible for college football playoff revenue. Hmm. What a bunch of crap. I didn't realize that. What a game over the weekend. We had that on. We took our guys' trip down to 30A and uh, went to Shunt Gullies, and they had about uh, – I know you were working. We were drinking beer and eating oysters and watching <laughs> 11 different games at the same time, which was uh, 
which was awesome. Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. All right, Lugs, let's, before I get into Jimbo and Lane versus Freeze, you just called Arkansas and Bama, and they made that a game, and they can't win a game, but they keep playing for each other and for Sam Pittman and that staff. Um, what is Dan Eno? Tell me, you as a former Power 5 quarterback, what is Dan Eno's trying to do with K.J. Jefferson? It doesn't look like he has a lot around him. It, it, it's not what he's trying to do with K.J. Jefferson. It's what he's trying to work around with their offensive line. They can't block anybody. Okay. And they cannot run the ball. And if you can't run the ball at Arkansas, you're in trouble. Um, and it's really been a challenge for them. And on top of that, you're right. They play hard. The defense is actually a pretty good ball club. They're, they're pretty good on that side of the ball. But they, they've, they've got essentially three issues. And going into that game on Saturday, they had a four-game stretch in which three of the four games they had double-digit penalties, they had nine turnovers, and they gave up 20 sacks. Ooh. So they Ooh. can't function on offense right now. So no matter who they play, they're likely not going to be better than the opponent, so they can't afford to make those types of mistakes. Now, three of those four losses were one-possession games. But here, here's the, the hidden element. And unfortunately, as much as everybody, including myself, loves Sam Pittman, and I think he is a really good football coach, but he has now had, um, a, when you talk one-possession games, he's had 20 one-possession games. They've won five. Mm. And, and, and I think we would all agree that Arkansas's fan base and their boosters in the state, they're not expecting them to routinely beat Georgia or routinely beat Alabama or routinely beat LSU. But if you're going to get in one possession games with the likes of a BYU or a Missouri or a Kentucky or somebody you know outside of the conference, you can't lose those games because those are the games that get you bowl eligible, right? You might be able to – you might lose to an Alabama every year, lose to an LSU. Maybe you lose to an Old Miss or you lose a crossover game. But if you could win one possession games elsewhere, you're going to probably a, an eight-win team each and every year at Arkansas. And so that's really, I think, the, the issue. If, if he gets into trouble there, uh, it, it, that's going to come into play. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot, and and he does I fit do them. He, but he, he, you got to win. I mean, you got to win some games. It's the bottom. It's the bottom line. So who do you like? Um, Mississippi State. Both teams struggling, trying to find their way. We know all about the circumstances in Starkville. Do you like Arkansas because they're at home this weekend? I, I, I do a little bit. I think the defense will really cause some problems for Mississippi State. And, and I think, if, if again, if Arkansas can just get out of their own way, um, I don't know if they're going to get Rocket Sanders back. He missed this past weekend. Um, they're struggling to run it even with him. I mean, they're, they're, they're oh, he had no explosiveness against Ole Miss the week before. Zero. No, no. Yeah, he's battling an injury, and so they went without him. I think they're trying to preserve him because they do have some winnable games down the stretch. But uh, I don't know. I think I, I think they're probably the better team on the field, but they can't continue, like I said, to make the mistakes that, that they're making, especially if they get in one-possession games. Okay. Yeah, and, and past, I'd say I'll label it as strong rumors that Will Rogers is out till the Southern Miss game. So you okay. could have Mike Wright, I think, running much more of a zone read offense and Barbe's offense sure. going against KJ, who hasn't been able to run it like he would like to because of what you just described and the fact that Arkansas can't block anybody. So 
KJ's the better QB. He's got way more playing time. But Mike Wright will bring uh, will will is the better quarterback out of the two. But but Wright brings a different element to the offense. How about that? Yeah, I think that's fine, and I think it's fair, and it forces Arkansas to have to defend all eleven players. Right. I mean, at the end of the day. Um, you're going to have to defend a running quarterback or, or one that is capable of running and being a part of the designated run game. Okay. All right, let's switch gears to uh, the Ole Miss Rebels going down to the Plains. What a place to play at night. And Auburn and Hugh Freeze, uh, the coach that they fell in love with for, for five seasons, who was a roller coaster but had a lot of success. Now, um, was I surprised that LSU won last weekend, Tom? No. But was I surprised that coming off a of bye week that Freeze's Auburn team played like that? I was. Now, here's what we realize every week. Uh, it's a one-off. Sometimes you get the team brings their C game. The next week they could play fantastic football at whatever level that is for them. So I don't expect the, the same execution and, and so on. But as Lane takes his team down there with a bye, you know, with a bye week and the, best, the much better quarterback – what are you looking for, and who do you like and why in Lane versus Freeze? I'm looking for whether or not Ole Miss can handle the environment. I, 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 you know, I think Kirby Smart put it so well when he you know, narrowly escaped Jordan-Hare Stadium. It is just such a nightmare to play there. It is so hard. And they can get you off schedule. They can get you out of sync. You can't hear. Um, the student section and the way it's set up on the one south end zone, if you get backed up, they can, they can really alter your mode of operation. As I said to you before, with Ole Miss, so much of their whole success as a football team is predicated on going fast on offense. When they can't go fast, they're not the same team. When they can go fast, they are a, a, a real problem because now that they've got a healthy Trey Harris, they've got a healthy uh, Quinshaw Judkins, they are a problem on the ground. They're a problem through the air. And when they get rolling fast, they're, they're really difficult to beat. Now, I do think it's fair to say that Ole Miss to this point has been a different team on the road than they've been at home. They're kind of like Louisville of the ACC. And so, again, that's why I bring up the crowd. I bring up the road environment. Uh, you know, they struggled mightily at Tulane, obviously lost on the road to Alabama, played really well at home. Um, and so now they're going to have to go on the road. For me, I don't think – I think Auburn is what they are in terms of what you've seen so far in offense is exactly what you're going to see each and every week. There is no solution. There's no magic wand right now. They're just having to work through it. I think Hugh Freeze knows that. Uh, they're incredibly limited um, offensively in the passing game, and now they're getting to the point where – they're becoming so quarterback run centric because they can't run it with the running backs. Right. That people are shutting that down too. So how do you, if if somehow let's just say Ole Miss gets up fourteen three, and is able to turn it into a bit of a track meet, I don't think Auburn's capable of crawling out of that hole because they're not built that way. I do think defensively okay. Auburn's a pretty good football team. Yeah. Um, they just got away from them last weekend because they had up yeah, until that well, point they got, that team got away from everybody though. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Missouri. I mean, they put what they wanted on Missouri and Ole Miss and Auburn. So you, you make a good point um, there. Okay. So it sounds like you like, you like Ole Miss, but you would not be surprised because of the environment. 
if this game goes well into the second half. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, driven by your next Ford F-150 at Mack Hike Ford in Jackson. Luke's joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Okay, let's go to A&M, Tennessee, or just A&M, really. Um, I think they're going to do it. I think $75 million is ashtray money to them uh, in this day and age. I, I think a lot of the media will make a big deal out of it. I, they could get one guy or they can get 12 guys to do six or $7 million a piece, and it's absolute mm-hmm. chump change. They want to win. They know their rivals coming in next year. Uh, I'm not sure Sark has totally turned the corner, but they're doing some good things. Oklahoma's yeah. coming in. It's only going to get more difficult, and they know that we're expanding by eight teams to the college football playoff, and they believe, worst case, they should be 10th, 11th, or 12th every third or fourth year and make it. All right, and it does not look like it's going to happen under Jimbo. Where are you with where this is going? I w- I'm not going to be surprised if they make a change Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I would not be surprised either. Um just clearly based on on the results we we can talk about if why and buts all this and that the bottom line is they underachieve with their talent level and their resources and all that they have going for them the bottom line is they do not perform to the level of their talent period now i understand connor wigman getting hurt hurt them and i get that that could be something that 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 saves it but they are at a point now where I totally agree with you on the financial side. If, if they want to come up with it, they'll come up with it. It's not, it's not a matter of, oh, well, can we afford this? That's, that has nothing to do with it. It's a matter of whether or not they're going to do it. And so it's frustrating. I think it's frustrating for everybody who watches them. I mean, they, they were clearly the better team and lost to, I think, a very overrated Tennessee team. Yeah. Limited, and, um, limited, limited. Wow. Limited. Yeah, limited. And so, hey, listen, it is what it is. And uh, I feel like we have the same conversation each and every year, <laughs> you know, and it's just to the, po- to the point now, right, where, like, you're having the same conversation, but do you decide to change the conversation? Right, right. Okay. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds show. He's got uh, Central Florida and Oklahoma. This weekend. Okay, Lugs, you just watched Bama uh, up close. And they kind of slept walk through the game. And, you know, Arkansas scored a little bit late and made it interesting. And Okay. But you, you got to eyeball them. So I want to go at Bama and Georgia on the way out here the last four, three or four minutes. Um, what What is your, before I get into Brock Bowers in Georgia, what's your takeaway from watching Bama last weekend against Arkansas? Um, that... They could screw around and somehow find themselves in the college football playoff. <laughs> there, listen. Do they have limitations? Yes. Do they have challenges on offense that are have been a weekly problem? Yes. But dude, when you they come out of the tunnel and you start looking at them and you look at the other side of the field at who who the other team is, and there's still a major difference, man. I mean, defensively. They are so good, even without Malachi Moore. They just suffocate you. They, how about this? Arkansas had one first down until the last, like, seven minutes of the third quarter. One. And so they get the ball back so many times for the offense that it kind of masks the, some of their offensive woes because they're getting extra possessions that most teams don't get. 
Um, I don't think they're good enough uh, in the offensive line. I think that's going to be a continual problem that they're going to have to work around. And I, as much as I think Jalen Milrow has improved, he has no nuance or feel for anything that's not the deep. No. And, and that could be concerning. Okay. Um, we've got a couple of minutes here. Tom Luganville with ESPN on the Out of Bounds Show. Tom, Georgia has lost Brock Bowers for at least a few weeks. So, yep. they got Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, neutral sider at home, at Tennessee, and I don't mean to take a shot where you played quarterback, but they'll beat Georgia Tech with me at QB. Yeah. So, what? How, how does this impact your what you think with Georgia? You still think they'll be okay? Bo, they've got too many players. What does it mean Brock Bowers out for at least maybe three to four weeks minimum? Well, I think it's significant. It, it, it completely changes the way people defense them. Now you're not worried about constantly having to handle that guy. And it puts more pressure on the outside targets. And I will say this, though. Um, those, those receivers, if you, if you go back to the Kentucky game, Ra Ra Thomas, uh, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, really started to emerge. And we had talked about after the Auburn game that, you know, it, it, the problem with Brock Ballard is even when he's covered, he's not covered. Right. And so you're going to have to, you know, and it would put Carson back in a position where he's going to throw it anyway. I thought coming off of the Auburn game and going into the Kentucky game, Georgia did a really good job, and Carson Beck in particular, of working through progressions to find other guys. And when he did, those guys made plays for him. So now the quarterback's got more confidence, and those targets have more confidence. Well, now you remove 19, and those guys better show up. I mean, it's, it's a different passing game now. It's a different approach. Um, does that change the fact that Georgia is more talented than everybody they're going to play on their roster to this point? No, um, because they are. But it takes one hell of a weapon off the field, man. Yeah. I mean, that guy, he's a Heisman Trophy guy. No question. He, he is. And that's just the bottom line. And without him, they're different. Okay, I've got uh, 30 seconds real quick. Florida, sometimes you got to have a win in your first two years to turn the deal, Okay. Yeah. It just happens, and, and it may not be pretty, and it doesn't matter. I don't know if this is that win, because I know South Carolina's not good, but Rattler's a freak. Napier gets a – they're down 10. They win on Saturday night. This could be that win for them. Dude, if, if somebody walked up to you on the street, okay, I took a double take at this and said, hey, um, did you know that Florida's 5-2? and two? You'd be like, they are? What? Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, Utah and Kentucky, those aren't terrible losses by any stretch. Tom Luganville, no. have fun with uh, Central Florida and Oklahoma. Um, super hit today, and we'll talk next week, okay? All right, bud. Thanks, Bo. See you. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show, Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. We'll be live from the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge tomorrow, right down the road from Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Bet 50, play 30. Straight ahead, lane versus freeze. Saturday night on the Plains. Doesn't get any better. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.